This is World Reality with Mike Hojuri, pastor of Love Creation Church, Lagos, Nigeria. Stay tuned and be blessed. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Something to shout about. Give him praise this morning. Shout to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 All right. I want to continue uh, the series on tongues of fire this morning. Tongues of fire this morning. And so we've, but last week Sunday we were able to set the foundation on tongues of fire, and we, we we took our text from Acts chapter two. Let's get our writing pad. Let's get our our pen, our books, our Bible, and let's be ready to to receive God's word this morning. Hallelujah! Glory be to the name of the Lord. So this is part two of tongues of fire. Part two of tongues of fire. Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. We are reading from Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. So please call your family members, your neighbors, and let's get ready to receive God's word this morning. Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. It says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind and filled the whole house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire and sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Lord, anoint the ministry of your word this morning. Let every heart be opened. Let every heart be opened. Let every ears be opened. In the name of Jesus, we ask, O oh God, for major transformation in the life of your people this morning. Father, we ask, O oh God, that you give clarity to our hearts, give light to our darkness. In the name of Jesus, let the entrance of your word give light to our hearts. Let there be transformation. Let there be empowerment. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise and the glory. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And somebody shout, Amen. Somebody shout, Amen. Somebody shout, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts chapter 2 from verse 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together in one accord in the place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven thongs like a fire, and they sat on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them offerings. We are talking about tongues of fire, the path to tongues of fire. We described last week that this term is called glossolalia from the Greek word, which means speaking in other tongues or speaking in heavenly language, speaking in the spiritual language, glossolalia 
speaking in unknown tongues so glossolalia is a phenomenon where you speak apparently in an unknown tongue that is different from what you have ever learned or had before it is by the baptism of the holy spirit it is a baptism of fire is a baptism of the holy spirit and we call it tongues of fire when you when you are baptized by the holy spirit the physical manifestation of this baptism of the holy spirit is that you will begin to speak with other tongues just as mark 16 17 says that these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they will cast out devils they will speak with new tongues so it is a sign that accompanies baptism of the holy spirit so if someone says i am baptized in the holy spirit and the person is not speaking in tongues then you need to check out whether the person is really baptized because the bible told us in acts 2 that when the, the holy spirit came on the day of pentecost and it filled the whole house the bible says that cloven tongues of fire sat upon each other of them and i described that cloven means distributed tongues or to share to to share amongst people to distribute glory be to the name of the Lord. so the bible says that tongues of fire was distributed to all the people to all the disciples which were gathered together in one accord on the day of pentecost and after the day of pentecost it has been happening time after time time after time time after time glory be to the name of the lord jesus christ hallelujah so this is thongs of fire it comes with the baptism of the holy spirit the holy spirit himself is the spirit of god he is the one that baptizes glory be to the name of the lord father we thank you jesus christ said unto his disciples that john truly baptized with water but there is he of course the john himself was saying that that i indeed baptize with water but there is he that cometh who will baptize with the holy ghost and with fire with the holy ghost and with fire john was talking and was saying to them that i indeed baptize with water but there is he that cometh after me whose shoe latchet i cannot stoop down to unloose that it is he that what baptizes with the holy ghost and with fire so when we talk about tongues of fire it is that which accompanies the baptism of the holy spirit so when anyone is baptized with the holy ghost when anyone receives the baptism of the holy spirit the tongues of fire accompanies this baptism of the holy spirit and the tongues of fire comes as a physical manifestation the holy spirit baptizes the tongues of fire accomplishes it and the person will begin to speak with other tongues as the spirit himself gives the utterance gives the words glory be to the name of the lord so this morning we will continue and want to look at there are three different manifestations of tongues there are three different manifestations of this glossolalia that we are talking about three different manifestations let's let's take a scripture from first corinthians chapter 12 from verse 4. first corinthians chapter 12 from verse 4. first corinthians chapter 12 from verse 4. hallelujah we said three 
different manifestations of tongues three manifestations of tongues i would like for us to have in mind that when we talk about three manifestations of tongues it is still the same holy spirit that is inspiring this all of these are inspired by the holy ghost first corinthians chapter 12 from verse 4 to 7 it says now there are diversities of gifts are you there now there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit the word diversity means variety various forms different types so now there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit and there are different administration there are differences of administrations but the same lord and there are diversities of operation but it's the same god which worketh in all but the manifestations of the spirit is given to every man to profit with her hallelujah so the scripture is telling us here that when you see various manifestations of tongues it's still the same holy spirit that is at work it is now there are diversities of gifts so tongue itself is a gift tongue itself is a gift of the holy spirit that comes with the baptism of the holy spirit is a gift no one owns it from birth it is what is given to anyone at the baptism of the Holy is a gift given to so it's nothing there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit there are differences of administration but the same lord and there are diversities of operation but it's the same god which worketh in her so it's the same holy spirit it's the same god but it's just that the manifestations are in various forms so it now says, but the manifestations of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with her. When you say to profit with her, it's not saying that to, to make it is not saying to, to sell and buy, to make profit in that sense. It's saying it is given to every man to benefit from, to take advantage of, to make use of, to enjoy. Glory be to the name of the Lord. So the manifestations of the Holy Spirit is given to us to benefit from it, to enjoy, to take advantage of it, to function in it, to make use of it. Glory be to the name of the Lord. So the three different manifestations of things from the scripture uh, will be the first one will be the personal prayer tongue. Personal prayer prayer tongues personal prayer tongue personal prayer tongue this is a kind of tongues that you as an individual engage in in your personal time this is the kind of one that an individual makes of this is for you as an individual to pray with to fellowship with to have a relationship with god to have the time of fellowship with god with to commune with god to praise god with to thank god with to bless people uh, with from your own private prayer point hallelujah let's see first corinthians chapter 14 we will take most of our scripture from first corinthians first corinthians chapter 14 First Corinthians chapter 14. It says, For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speak not unto man, but unto God. For no man understand him. How be it is speak in mysteries. 
albeit it speaks mysteries. Again, it says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him, albeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. So this first, this first type of, this first manifestation of, of tongues is our personal prayer tongues. So it is that which you communicate with God one on one. It is that which you speak when you are communing with God, fellowship with God. That's what the scripture says in First Corinthians 14 too, that for he that speaks in tongues does not speak to man. You are not talking to man. You are talking to God. You are having a great time of fellowship with God. It is your prayer, is your personal praying tongues. So you pray with God, you come to God. It is not it is not for man to understand what you are talking about. It is not for man to, to, to understand or to have a clue. In fact, man has no clue about what you are talking about because it is between you and God. He says, albeit it speak in what mysteries so when you are praying in these tongues when you are when you are using when you are making use of these personal prayer tongues you are communicating mysteries between you and god there is a mystery that is being what communicated hallelujah verse let's see verse 14 of that same of that same first Corinthians 14 verse 14 it says for if i pray in an unknown tongue my spirit prays but my understanding is unfruitful for if i pray in an unknown tongue my spirit prays but my understanding is unfruitful so when an individual is praying with this personal prayer tongues it is your spirit that is praying your spirit is that which is praying and remember that god is a spirit and those that will worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth so your mind is cut off your mind is bypassed so it is between spirit and the spirit of god is between your spirit man and god that is exchanging communication hallelujah so when anyone prays in the spirit when anyone prays in tongue when you are making use of this personal prayer tongue which is the first first manifestation of these tongues it is a communion between you as a spirit being remember that you are a spirit being man is a spirit he has a soul he lives in a body so you as an as a, as a person you are a spirit being so when you are praying your spirit which is your real you is communing with god your mind your soul your intellect is being bypassed all of these are bypassed they are they are not carried along they are not needed because this kind of communion this kind of this kind of conversation is spirit to spirit hallelujah you are a spirit being and you are communing with god who is the father of all spirits Glory be to the name of the Lord. John 4 from verse 24 says, God is a spirit and those that we worship him, those that we have fellowship with him, we will fellowship with him in spirit and in truth. So when you engage in this personal prayer tongue, you are communing with God. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, when I do this, it is my spirit that is praying. So when I'm making use of this personal prayer tongue, the Bible says my spirit prays, 
but my understanding is unfruitful what does it mean by your understanding is unfruitful that is i don't understand humanly speaking what i'm praying what i'm saying yes you don't have to understand because it's what spirit to spirits hallelujah my my spirit prays but my understanding is unfruitful my understanding is not is not carried along my mind my soul is not carried along they don't have any impute in it so when anyone is praying in tongues when you are making of this personal prayer tongues and you are coming with god your understanding is is unfruitful your mind is not carried along your soul is not making any input to it in fact your intellect is not adding to it is not making any contribution it's between spirits to spirits spirit to spirit is you and god your spirit man and god is having what a conversation and the bible says just like we read in first Corinthians 14 2 it says that albeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries so your spirit is speaking communicating mysteries to god what is mystery mystery is is a secret is deep secrets hallelujah so when when anyone says uh uh he's speaking in tongue that person is communicating what secret to god is sharing deep secrets secret is something that is unknown to anyone it is only known to those who are initiated glory be to the name of the lord hallelujah so when you pray in tongues you are communicating deep secrets between you and god your your spirit man is sharing secrets of your heart to the lord and is also receiving also from the lord so he says if i pray in a known tongue my spirit prays my understanding is unfruitful first Corinthians 14 2 now says he that speaks in unknown tongues speaks not unto men but unto god how be it in the spirit he speaks mysteries glory be to the name of the lord so the, the the mystery the word mystery is a secret that is only known to the initiated so it is in between your spirit and the spirit of god that this is revealed to so it's a, a mystery can also be any any truth that is unknown except by divine revelation a mystery is any truth that is unknown that is unknown except by what the divine revelation so is you are sharing deep secret between you and god the secret of your heart you are communicating what is in your heart to god hallelujah but your mind is unfruitful your soul is not contributing your interest is not contributing it is between spirit and spirit glory be to the name of the lord hallelujah so that is the first kind the first manifestation of these uh, tongues of fire so you have that for your personal prayer tongue it's called the personal prayer tongue which you fellowship with god with which you pray with which you have communion with god with man or woman around you they won't understand in fact you that is speaking you won't understand because that's what the bible says if for if i pray in unknown tongues my spirit prays but my understanding is unfruitful so your understanding is not needed in this 
what is needed is that your spirit is praying and you are sharing mysteries you are communicating mysteries to god you are communicating secret truth unto god hallelujah glory be to the name of the lord amen so the second manifestation of these is is uh, is tongues given in a known language 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 so the first one is uh, the, the first one is personal prayer tongue that's the first manifestation of this tongues of fire and that one is personal for you to communicate with God anyone around you you even you yourself will not understand it it is between your spirit and God the second one is tongues given in a known language so this one is tongues is spiritual language but it is given in a known tongue now let's let's we will pick uh, let's pick a text to to see that let's see Acts chapter 2 Acts chapter 2 please I want you to, to follow this teaching it will bless you so much Acts chapter 2 from verse 4 Acts chapter 2 from verse 4 so we said tongues given in a lone language so it is unknown to the speaker this 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 one this 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 manifestation of this tongue is unknown to the speaker but made known of God to a specific intended listener. The person speaking doesn't know what he's talking about, doesn't have an interpretation of it, but it is made known by God to a specific intended listener. So God gives these thoughts to someone and the person is speaking, but this person himself doesn't have an understanding, does, may not even have an interpretation of it, but there is someone in that gathering, but there is someone that God will be communicating that language to in a way the person can understand. So I said, it is unknown to the speaker, but made known of God to a specific intended listener. Hallelujah. Let's see Acts chapter 2 from verse 4. So, after the day of Pentecost, in that same day of Pentecost, just verse 4, it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with all the tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were, and they were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now, when this was noise abroad, that is the day of Pentecost when it was noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man had them speak in his own language. Can you see that? Every man had them speak in his own language. Can you see that now? When the when the Holy Spirit gave these ones offerings, when the disciples were baptized with the Holy Ghost they began to speak with other tongues the bible now said that the people in that community that had them 
speaking in other tongues we are hearing them in their own language hallelujah so they were speaking in unknown tongues but god is making the tongues known to the specific listeners hallelujah so the bible says and that says now when this was noise abroad the multitude came together i'm reading acts chapter 2 from verse 4 and that says now when this was noise abroad the multitude came together so the multitude were not part of the people speaking in tongues it is the disciples that were speaking in tongues but the multitude on the streets the street in the community the street of jerusalem the bible says there are several people from different nations under heaven in that in that community gathered in jerusalem as of that time and that says they came together and they were wondering what's happening they were confounded because because that every man can you see that every man had them speak in his own language and they were all amazed and the marvel saying one to another behold are not all these speak galileans so the language the 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 natural language of these disciples that were speaking in tongues is galilean language it says behold are not all these which speak galileans and how come we hear every man in our own tongue it says and how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born parthians and medes and elamites and the dwellers of mesopotamia and in judea and in cappadocia in pontus and asia in phrygia in pamphylia in egypt and in the part of libya about serene and strangers of rome jews and proselytes crete and arabians we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of god and they were all amazed and were in doubt saying one to another what meaneth this hallelujah so we said this is tongues given in a known language tongues given in what in a known language the people speaking are speaking in tongues they are speaking in a tongue that they do not know they are speaking it out because the scripture says here to us that these disciples of the lord these apostles that their natural language is galileans so and they, there is no way for them to speak in other other natural language that this we are hearing them they are speaking in an unknown language but the ears the listeners on the street we are hearing them in their own natural language glory be to the name of the lord let's give for example for example let's say for instance i i as a person can only speak english and yoruba that's my natural language then english what i learned and the utterance came and i begin to speak and i'm speaking i'm speaking from the inspiration of the holy spirit the only is giving me utterance but the people hearing me in that community can hear me speak in German or let's say speaking a language in Russia, a Russian language. 
I can't, um, I don't, I have not, in fact, I've, maybe I've not even learned how to speak a, a Russian language. I've not learned how to speak a German language. I'm only speaking in tongues. But God is given the listener that is hearing me to hear what I'm saying in Russian, in the Russian language or in German. Hallelujah. So that is what is happening on that day. So the disciples were speaking in unknown tongues. They were speaking in a tongue that they don't understand, but God was God was making the people on the street to hear them in their own language. And you can see the Bible talks about several people, several nations that were in that country in Jerusalem that time. Several nations. It talks about the it says there were people from Parthians, Medes, Elamites, Mesopotamia, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, in Egypt, Libya, Syrene, we have Arabian, and so on and so forth. So you can see that God gathered, God ensured that every man from the face of the earth was present. Because it is a day of Pentecost. It is something that was done for everyone to, 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 to hear, everyone to, to know that something spectacular, something divine has happened. It is the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit was coming to the earth full force. So God doesn't want it to be hidden. God wants it to be announced and publicized all around the world. So, and it is these people that were listening these people that were listening to disciples speak in, in, in their own tongue, though the disciples were speaking in an unknown tongue, it is these people that, will be, that are hearing them that will take this message to all the nations of the world. So God planned it that these people will hear. And so they will be the ones to witness this all around. And the Bible says that they have them speak. So in that says, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. So all that the disciples were speaking in tongues, all that they were saying in other tongues was that they were what? Praising God, blessing His name, saying wonderful things. He said, we had them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were just blessing God, giving Him praise, giving Him, so they were saying that, they were saying wonderful things of God in and along tongues, but the listeners, the ears, we are hearing them in their own natural language. So this is the second manifestation of tongues, tongues given in a known language. So the speaker is speaking in an unknown, in, in an unknown tongue, but the hearer is hearing it in a known language. Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So this, this, this kind of manifestation of tongues is for a sign to unbelievers. It is actually for a sign to an unbeliever. So when someone like that, so God, the way God will do it is that when, when such is being done and God is making someone to speak in a tongue that he himself does not understand so the person is speaking another tongue but the person hearing let's say an unbeliever is in that gathering and this person is speaking such a person will be confounded the person will be amazed 
with how this person that only knows how to speak English and maybe his own his own dialect could speak in a foreign language which the person might not have even had before and have not learned before. So to the person, to that unbeliever, that unbeliever will be marveled and the unbeliever it to the unbeliever it will be a sign that wow this must be God and such God used such to lead people to him. I could only imagine what would have happened to those people who had the disciples uh, spoke in their uh, in, in in their own language. How would they would have felt? I believe at that point most of them would have you know given their heart to God because in fact the Bible talks about the fact that a number of people, multitude of people, were won to the Lord on that day of Pentecost, and that's because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and because the tongues that was given is a tongue that come that was that was for signs. So everyone listening at them, at the disciples, spoke in their own natural language. The disciples were speaking in tongues, but the listeners, the intended listeners, were hearing them in their own natural language. Hallelujah. So to the to those who are listening, to the unbelievers, it was a sign to them. Wow. So they were amazed. Wow. So see how God is talking to us from those that do not understand our language. Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of it's like you finding yourself in find yourself in 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 india um, amongst amongst the amongst indians and they were just you no know, they were praying they were praying and somebody amongst the amongst the the india congregation starts speaking to you in starts speaking he was speaking in tongues but you are hearing the person speaking to you in yoruba <laughs> you look at the person up to down this person is, is an indian man or in an Indian lady, you've been with them for a while before. They've never spoken in Yoruba before. They've never spoken in your in your Yoruba dialect before. And all of a sudden, there was a there was prayer going on, and this person began to speak in Yoruba and begin to talk about you, talk about your your situation, talk about your family in Yoruba to you. Oh my God, how will you feel? So that was that was God. So God used that as a sign to people of His presence, mostly for maybe for unbelievers and even for believers alike to communicate the deep truth unto them. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. There is this example of the one that uh, uh, that that uh, Higgins shared of uh, of a gathering of. Of young people who were gathered is a is a Bible school. So there is someone in their midst who came from another another country and was with them in that Bible school. So they had this devotion in the Bible school. So most of the people that are in that uh, in that gathering, they are people from a particular uh, country from that country. So but there is this other person in their midst that came from a a far country, foreign country, and. Within when they were worshiping, they were worshiping in, in spirit, and there's somebody in, in their midst that began to give, uh, speak in tongues, begin to speak in tongues, and begin to speak in tongues, and you know the tongues went on and on and on. And after the tongues finished, they expected that this person who gave that tongues 
should interpret because that's the way it should be when you when you pray in tongues or when you give an offerings in tongues there should be an interpretation whether from somebody or from the person who actually spoke that's what first corinthians talked about that there must be an interpretation there when you pray in a gathering so but on this particular occasion there was no nobody to interpret except that there was this person from a foreign nation in that gathering that had everything that this person spoke in tongues in our own language this person as as uh kenneth Egan said this person has been going through one situation or the other and this person that gave the tongues actually spoke out everything the person has been going out to her and gave the solution that god wants her to have concerning that matter so can you see the person who gave the offerings gave it in tongues but the person that was in their midst received the offerings in our own foreign dialect hallelujah so that is the second one tongues given in a known language it is given in a known language the speaker doesn't know what he's talking about the speaker is just you know releasing the offerings in tongues but there is an intended person intended listener that will receive it in his or our own dialect that's the way god does that so it's god is not man so it is the same holy spirit that is doing that glory be to the name of the lord hallelujah and the second manifestation is tongues with interpretation the third one is tongues with interpretation so we said the first one is personal prayer tongue the second one the, the second one that we talk about tongues given in a known language it's given in a known language the third one is tongues with interpretation tongues with interpretation so in this one it is an unknown tongues but given interpretation to by the speaker or another spirit filled person as the spirit inspired i said here this tongue interpretation is an unknown tongues but given interpretation to by the speaker or another spirit filled person as the spirit inspires hallelujah it involves an interpreter and often common in a church or believers gathering so this is this is peculiar to a gathering of believers is peculiar to a a church gathering so god gives an individual tongues and the person begin to speak in other tongues and begin to speak in other tongue and begin to speak and after a while the the same holy spirit that gave the person this tongue might give this same person that that spoke this tongue the interpretation of it in a natural language are, are you following me now or another person in that same gathering can be given the interpretation too so let's say this person gave the tongues and begin to speak to speak after the tongues 
ends, the Holy Spirit that gave him that tongue will also give him the interpretation. So the person can just go on and just begin to interpret that same tongues in English, for example, or in French, or in Yoruba, the same person. So having spoken in tongues for a while, the Holy Spirit will give the person the interpretation of that same tongues in a known language for this person that spoke, or God can use another person in that same gathering to interpret it in the language that everyone understands. Hallelujah. So it is often common in a believer's meeting. So when you have tongues and interpretation, it it becomes what prophecy. Tongues plus interpretation equals what prophecy. Let's see first Corinthians chapter 14 from verse 4. First Corinthians chapter 14. Are you getting blessed this morning? Hallelujah. So we say this one is tongues with interpretation. So this person speaks in unknown tongues and God gives the same person interpretation of it in a in their own natural dialect or God gives that interpretation to another person in that gathering in that same known dialect. Hallelujah. So he says, First Corinthians chapter 14 from verse 4. It says, either speaks in an unknown tongues and the fight himself. So there is this comparison between uh, personal prayer tongues and tongues with interpretation. Can you see that now? It says, either speaks in unknown tongues and the fight himself. So when I'm when I pray in personal prayer tongue, I am what edifying myself. I am instructing myself, I'm blessing myself, I'm strengthening myself. Are you seeing that now? It now says, but he that prophesies edifies the church. I would that you speak in tongues, but rather that you prophesy. For greater is he that prophesied than he that what speaks with tongues, except he what he interprets that the church may receive edifying do you see that now he's saying that when you come to church when you come to church when you are giving an utterance to people you know you are praying in tongues let that praying in tongues come the word interpretation so that the church gathering can be blessed so that's what we are talking about tongues with interpretation this is common in the church garden so he's saying that when you give an utterance in tongues plus interpretation where you interpret it together it makes what it makes a prophecy and so the prophecy will edify the whole church when i pray in tongues alone i edify myself but when i pray in tongues in a church gathering and i add and god give me an interpretation and i interpret it it becomes what a blessing to everyone in the garden in that church or in that congregation and it blesses everyone are you seeing that now so tongues plus interpretation equals what prophecy hallelujah let's see first Corinthians 14 27 let's see just verse 27 of that same chapter verse 27 of that same chapter glory be to the name of the Lord he says if any man speaks in an unknown tongue let it be by two or at most by three 
and that by cause let one interpret so he's still referring to a church gathering that if any man speaks in an unknown tongues let it be by two or at most by three that by cause let one interpret so he's still talking about a church gathering where somebody just speaking in tongues speaking in tongues for several minutes and everyone is waiting what is this person talking about we can't hear you and we can see that you are praying tongues. everyone is expecting that this song to be interpreted in their own natural language that they can understand the utterance that was given so it's expected and that was paul is teaching about that in a church garden when somebody gives an utterance in tongues and he and go on go on, on and on and on and on and on and begin to just speak and speak he says the person sh- should be able to interpret it because that tongues plus interpretation of it makes it what a prophecy for the church and with that the church the church uh, person the church gathering is edified the church gathering is blessed the church gathering is strengthened the church gathering is beat up by that when you have tongues and interpretation the two becomes a prophecy so tongues plus interpretation equals prophecy and prophecy becomes uh it becomes a blessing to the church uh gathering hallelujah so you've seen that now so we have a personal prayer tongue that's for you so what we talk about doesn't negate the fact that you can be in church on your own and you pray in personal prayer tongues you can do that in your home maybe the, the pastor raises a prayer point and say can we all pray in tongues you are praying individually though it's a church God but you are praying individually to God hallelujah but the one we are talking about is somebody just held mic and just begin to pray in tongues and everybody was waiting waiting on the person and the person is done after let's say some few minutes and we're expecting sir you have prayed this all this in tongues can we receive an interpretation of what you said so that's what the paul is saying that there must be an interpreter of that tongues that was given so that it can become what a prophecy to the church gathering and so that they can be blessed and edified by it so we have personal prayer tongues we have tongues uh tongues given in a known language that's the second one and the third one tongues with interpretation tongues with interpretation which equals prophecy hallelujah so both the tongues and the interpretation are all the gifts of the spirit is the same holy spirit that gives the tongues is the same Holy Spirit that, that gives the interpretation. The same way the Holy Spirit uh, inspire an individual to speak in tongues. The same way the Holy Spirit will inspire an individual with the interpretation of that tongues. Hallelujah. Let's see First Corinthians chapter two, chapter twelve, verse four to seven. We've read that place before. First Corinthians twelve, verse four to seven. 1 Corinthians 12 from verse 4 to 7. It says, Now there are diversity of gifts, but the same spirits. Now there are what? Diversities of gifts. So tongues itself is a gift. Interpretation of tongues also is what? Is a gift. It now says, But the same spirit. 
and there are differences of administration but the same Lord and there are diversities of operation but is the same God which worketh all in all but the manifestation of the spirit is given to everyone to profit with her so you can see that it's the same Holy Spirit that is behind the tongues and the interpretation so if the Holy Spirit gives you tongues to speak in a church gathering is the same Holy Spirit that will give what the interpretation. So the interpretation can come to that same person that spoke in tongues, or the Holy Spirit can stir up another spirit-filled person to give what the interpretation, so that the church can be edified, so that the old church gathering can receive the interpretation in a in their own natural language, and they can be blessed by it, which becomes a prophecy. So tongues plus interpretation equals prophecy glory be to the name of the lord so let's see first Corinthians. let's see verse 10 of that same scripture it says so first Corinthians 2 verse 10 it says to another the workings of miracles to another prophecy to another the signing of spirits to another can you see this now to another diverse kinds of tongues to another interpretation of tongues so we can see that these are gifts of the spirit diverse kinds of tongues and what the interpretation of tongues are you getting blessed this morning hallelujah so the holy spirit gives the tongues and the holy spirit gives the interpretation in a church gathering or in a believers gathering as the spirit deems fit glory be to the name of the lord so when such utterance is given in a in the large gathering in a believers gathering the Holy Spirit will also give the person or an individual that is there the interpretation to that glory be to the name of the lord so let's quickly see this uh first Corinthians 14 27 1 Corinthians 27, we saw that before. It says, If any man speak in a known tongue, let it be by two or at most by three. That by cause, let one interpret. So, when you, when in this third manifestations of tongues, which is tongues with interpretation, the tongues comes, then there is interpretation. Let's see verse 19 of 1 Corinthians 14. Verse 19. Verse 19. Paul was saying in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 19, he says, Yet in the church I had rather speak five words in my understanding than my voice, that by my voice I might teach other also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongues. He says, Yet, let me come again, yet in the church I had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. So what Paul is still saying here is that in a church gathering, when, when you come and you give word in tongues and there is no interpretation, how does it benefit people who are hearing you? He's saying that I would rather that I speak five words in, a, in the natural language that would bless the people than to just what? speak in tongues that nobody in the gathering will benefit from so in other words when there is tongues god also what will give the interpretation so that the church the gathering will be blessed 
Is somebody getting blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. So, if there is no interpreter and a message is given in tongues, then the person the message was intended for will be the only one that will understand the language, just like as I shared. So, let's say that tongue was given now in a gathering and there was no interpreter or there was no interpretation given by the Holy Spirit, then this will fall to the second one that we talk about. Are you getting what I'm talking about now? So, if that somebody gave a word in, in tongues and there was no interpretation for it or there was no interpreter in that gathering, then it means that there is someone in that gathering that God actually gave that word to who will understand in his or own language and that falls to the second one tongues given in a long tongue just like the one i shared with you of 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 that of that uh, bible school where somebody spoke in tongues and nobody understood but there is this foreign lady who actually had everything that was spoken in tongues in her own natural language glory be to the name of the lord all right but our focus today will now be on the first one personal prayer tongue personal prayer tongue so we'll talk about it then we'll now talk about the benefits of personal prayer tongues glory be to the name of the lord jesus christ so the personal prayer tongue as i mentioned is an unknown tongue is is unknown to anyone so when you pray personally now personally now when you pray personally in a known tongue it is unknown to anyone to you and to any other person around you it is a private tongue for you so when i wake up in the morning and i lift my hands and i begin to pray in tongues i will not understand what i'm saying in the natural language in my own natural understanding nobody around me will understand but i am what communicating mysteries with god i am communing with god so jesus christ said to his disciples that this sign shall follow them that believe mark 16 17 this sign shall follow them that believe in my name they are what cast out devil they shall speak with new tongues verse 18 says they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not off them they shall lay hands on the sick and they what they shall recover jesus christ said this sign shall follow them so as i said last week that some people will take every other signs that i just talked about but they will not choose this speaking in tongues if you go to some churches they they in fact they hardly speak in tongues if there's maybe if there's anyone that speaks in tongues maybe it's just the pastor of the church every other person do not speak and jesus christ said these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they will cast out devils they shall speak with what all that tongues hallelujah so jesus christ said this is part of the signs that will accompany any believer so after we have received the baptism of the holy spirit if anyone is baptized you are to speak with other tongues hallelujah it is the effect effect of baptism of the holy spirit so when you are baptized the good effect <laughs> you know some people talk about that 
there's some things outside effects so when you use when somebody use a medicine you see it has a the side effect of this medicine is that it scratches for example if somebody takes chloroquine they say the side effect of taking chloroquine is that what there will be what uh, body itches and body rashes and all that but this one is a good effect somebody say good effect hallelujah so when you are baptized in the holy spirit the good effect of it is that what you begin to speak with other tongues somebody shout hallelujah so when you receive the baptism of the holy spirit the good effect the good effect is that what you begin to speak with other tongues hallelujah the bible says again in acts chapter 2 from verse from verse 4 he says and they began to speak with other tongues so he said the holy spirit filled the whole room and when they were baptized in the holy spirit they began to speak in other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. the spirit came into them as of a rushing mighty wind and there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire and it sat upon every one of them and they began to speak with tongues as the spirit gave them offering so with the baptism of the holy spirit comes the tongues of fire when you are baptized in the holy spirit you are what you also receive the baptism of fire and tongues of fire begin to speak out of you glory be to the name of the lord jesus christ hallelujah so as we are saying so which means that if an individual says i am baptized and the person does not speak in tongues then i doubt what the person is saying glory be to the name of the lord first corinthians chapter 14 verse 2 let's see this first corinthians chapter 4 14 verse 2 so i'm i'm narrowing down on personal uh, personal uh prayer tongues now the first one personal prayer tongues first corinthians chapter 14 verse 2 it says for he that speaketh in unknown tongues speak not unto men but unto god so when i'm engaged in this personal prayer tongue the bible says i do not speak to men but i speak to god no man understand what i'm speaking not even me the speaker no one understand albeit in the spirit i speak mysteries so this personal prayer tongue is is a tongue that is given for divine communication is a divine communication language between you and god it's a spiritual language It's an heaven language that god understand yes don't be bothered god understands it as you are saying it god is understanding it so as you lift your hands and you begin to pray in tongues and you begin to utter those words in tongues don't be bothered about it god understand everything yes because it was god himself who gave you this offense by the holy spirit he gave you he baptized you with his holy spirit and you receive the battle of the holy spirit with fire it says it is the Holy Spirit that baptized jesus christ baptizes with the holy spirit and with fire so when it, when the baptism of the holy spirit comes the tongues of fire also comes hallelujah glory be to the name of the lord somebody shout hallelujah amen so this baptism of the holy spirit is that which came through god and when you begin to speak in tongues know that god will give you this baptism 
also understand what you are saying. Glory be to the name of the Lord. So, if anyone is in there who said I've received baptism and is not speaking, then the person really needs to check if what he or she is saying is actually valid. Father, we thank you. Speaking in tongues is for every believer. It's for you, it's for me. It's for you, it's for me. It's for you, it's for me. Every believer in Christ must speak in tongues. Every believer in Christ must speak with tongues. It is a language given to us to commune with God. After we are, we are after we receive baptism, after we receive salvation in Christ, and after we are saved, and after we are born again and receive baptism in the Holy Spirit, we are given a new language. Is a language of the new family that you now belong to. Is an is a language of God's family, and God understands it, even though you do not understand. Hallelujah, glory be to the name of the Lord. So. The scripture says, I want to read Matthew chapter 3 verse 11 to us. Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. It says, It says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. So John the Baptist was talking here. Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Whose shoe I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So when you receive the, as I said earlier, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you also receive what tongues of fire. Somebody shout hallelujah. So now for your personal praying language, now you receive this as your communication language with God. You have come into God's family, you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and now you are given a language. It's also born into God's, you can speak in that language. So if an individual is also born into God's kingdom, such a person receives the language of heaven, receives the language of God's kingdom. Isn't that amazing? So God also gives us the language of his family with which we can commune with God. Hallelujah. So as I said earlier on, so when you speak in this language, it gives us access to endless possibilities in the realm of the spirit. When you speak in these tongues, when you speak in every language, it gives what? Endless possibilities. Hallelujah. Amen to the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. Tongues, as I said, is our divine communication language with God. It is a spiritual language that God understands, even if you do not. It was given to us to communicate directly to God without limitations or inadequacies. So, this language is given for us to commune with God without any limitation or without any inadequacies so that we can commune with God directly. It's a language of God's family and it is something we should be happy about that I have this language that I can commune with God with. No man understands it 
I do not understand it, but my spirit commune with God directly. First Corinthians 14, 14 says, For if I pray in, in an unknown tongues, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. If I speak in an unknown tongue, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my what? My understanding is unfruitful. So, don't focus on the fact that you don't understand it. Focus on the fact that God understands what you are saying. Isn't that good? It is God you are communing with, and God says, I understand. First Corinthians 14 2 says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto man. So, you shouldn't be bothered about the fact that I'm speaking in this, I don't even know what I'm saying. No, that is none of your concern. The Bible says, No man understands him, but God does. He that speaks in unknown tongues speaks not unto man, but unto God. Albeit, he speaks what? Mysteries. So, since God understands when you speak in tongues, you don't have any concern about it. Just continue speaking. Just continue speaking. Just continue speaking in tongues. Since God understands. Hallelujah. Oh, the, the major thing, the vital thing is that the God you are talking to understands what you are talking about. So you keep on. And, and we begin to talk about some of the benefits now. Benefit of speaking in tongues. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Before I go to the benefit of speaking in tongues, uh, there is possibility that somebody received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I, I, let me come again. It's possible that somebody received, somebody becomes born again without receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit because you begin to wonder that how can somebody be born again and does not have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I communicated to us last week that there are two different uh, experiences with the Holy Spirit. The first experience is salvation experience where you receive the Holy Spirit to dwell in you. You receive the Holy Spirit as a seal, as a confirmation of your salvation. And on this second experience with the Holy Spirit is the baptism experience, which comes with the effect of speaking with other tongues. It comes with a physical evidence of speaking with tongues. And now the, the scripture let us understand these various stages. Let's really see Acts chapter 8, verse 12. Acts chapter 8, verse 12. Acts chapter 8, verse 12. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 8 verse 12. Are you there? Acts chapter 8 verse 12. Just to make us to see that there are two different stages and one can be born again uh, and yet receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 12, Acts chapter 8 as you see, Acts chapter 8 verse 12. It says, But when they, when they, but when they believe Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip, and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem have that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto, unto them Peter and John, who went they came, who, when they were come down, 
prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. So can you sit down? This set of people had already received salvation. They received the message from Philip. They are saved and they have been baptized in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the Bible now said when Peter and John came, they now pray for them to receive what? The Holy Ghost. So the first instance was that they, they were saved. They received the gospel of salvation. They were saved. They became born again. But when Peter and John now came, they now led them into what? Baptism of the Holy Spirit. And in us says, in us says, now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem are that Samaria had received the word of God. In other words, when they have been born again, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when we had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as at yet, for as at yet, for as yet it was falling upon none of them. For as at that time the Holy Spirit has not fallen upon upon any one of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. So what they had initially was that they were saved. Peter and John came and laid their hands upon them, prayed for them and they received what? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. Can you see that now? So Acts 19, move to Acts chapter 19. Let me just show you another thing there to corroborate this also. So this was with John, uh, Peter and John. The next one is with with Paul, Acts chapter nineteen, Acts chapter nineteen, from verse one, Acts chapter nineteen from verse one, Acts chapter nineteen verse one. It says, and it came to pass that while Apollos, I'm reading Acts chapter nineteen verse one, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples so these are disciples disciples are those they are believers they have received Jesus Christ he said unto them have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed and they said unto him we have not so much had whether there be any Holy Ghost can you see them now they said ah, we don't know that there be any Holy Ghost so we have received Jesus Christ and that's that's what we know we don't know that there is going to be any Holy Ghost he now said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto, unto John's baptism, that is water baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him who should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they began to speak with tongues and prophesy. Can you see that in your Bible? The Bible says that these guys, they are already disciples. They have received Jesus Christ. They have come into God's kingdom. But Paul asked them, so since the time you believe, have you received the Holy Ghost? Those guys said, ah, we don't know anything about any Holy Ghost, so which Holy what, Holy what, Holy Ghost or what? We don't know anything, in fact, but we know that we will follow Jesus. So he said, no, 
it shouldn't stop there. You have to receive the baptism of your soul. He led them through the baptism and so and he laid hands, the Bible says, and he laid hands on them, and the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they began to speak in tongues and prophesied. So can you see that now? I just have to share that so you can see that you can't say, ah, I'm born again, or ah, because I, I go to church, I've received Jesus Christ, so I'm, I'm, I'm baptized. No, they are two different experiences. However, it can also happen at, at the same time. You can receive the baptism, you can receive salvation and the baptism of the Holy Spirit experience together. I've just showed us that it happens differently, but God can also make it to happen almost at the same time hallelujah amen but what we defy is that there will be what the the physical evidence of what speaking in tongues so let's quickly see this act 11 verse 12 to 18 act 11 12 to 18 act 11 12 to 18 father will bless your name act 11 12 to 18 act 11 12 to 18 it says and the spirit bade me go with them nothing doubting so it's Peter that is talking here and the spirit bade me to go with them nothing doubting moreover these six brethren accompanied me and we enter into the man's house and he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house Acts chapter 11 from verse 12 and we and he showed me how he had seen the angel in his house which stood and said unto him send men to Joppa and call for Simon whose surname is Peter who shall tell thee what whereby thy whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved and as I began to speak can you see that now and as I began to speak the Holy Ghost fell on them as unto us at the beginning then remember i the word of the lord how he said john indeed baptized with water but ye shall baptize but ye shall be baptized with the holy ghost for as much then as god gave them the like gift as he did unto us who believe on the lord jesus christ what was i that i could withstood god when they are these things they held their peace and glorified God, saying that and saying, Then had God also, God also, the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, what I want you to see is this. I want to see this. So this experience happened for these people. So this uh God sent uh Peter, Simon Peter, to to Joppa. To meet earth uh, God sent him to to meet this man who and his family has been praying to God to receive salvation so God led him and sent some men to Joppa to fetch Simon Peter and when he came and as he was speaking the Bible says and as I began to speak the Holy Ghost fell on them as it was for us in the beginning so the same way Holy Ghost fell on uh, on the disciples on the day of Pentecost was the way it also fell on this one and 
when you use the word fell on them, it means what? They received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So what God did here is this. God, God ensured that they received the word from, from Peter's mouth. So when Peter was speaking, they received the word from Peter's mouth and they received the word of salvation and they also received what, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So God put the, the two experiences together for them all at once. And the Bible says, and the Holy Spirit fell on them the same way it fell on them on the day of Pentecost. What I'm not trying to show you here, I'm trying to show you that God is still sovereign in his work, in his ways. God collapsed the two experiences for these people. So they had the salvation experience and the baptism experience all at once. Paul and Peter was preaching to them. They were hearing the message of salvation and God also sent the Holy Spirit to baptize them at the same time. So that is God for you. God in his own sovereignty collapsed all together for them. And, and I know that perhaps God was thinking if he took uh, Peter this, this, uh, this, this time to come to the Gentiles because these people are Gentiles. Peter deliberated with God that it's not good for me to go to the Gentiles. Gentiles are this, Gentiles are that. But God just instructed him to go. So God was maybe thinking that if it took him this this long time for him to convince Peter to come and preach to them, if you need to bring him again to come and give them the battle of the Holy Spirit, what time does he have? So God had to collapse everything together, both the salvation experience and the baptism experience. God just collapsed everything together for the Gentiles. Hallelujah. Amen. So God in sovereignty collapsed everything together for these people, this Gentile. Amen. Hallelujah. So the physical evidence, so the physical evidence of baptism of the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. When anyone receives the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the physical evidence is to speak with tongues. Act 19 says, Act 19 verse 6 says, And when Paul had laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they began to speak with other tongues, and they prophesied. And they prophesied. When Paul had laid hand upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they began to speak with other tongues and prophesied. So, when anyone received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the people must speak with tongues such a person that received the baptism or what must speak with tongues is the what the effect of the baptism of the spirit hallelujah so if 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 you have anyone who says uh, um, uh i've received the holy ghost i'm baptized and the person is not speaking in tongues then the person really needs to check out what he or she has received whether it is baptism of the holy spirit indeed because the scripture says when hands were laid on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, He baptized them, and they begin to speak in other tongues. So in your prayer time, at any point in time, this tongue you are talking about is the language for you to commune with God. It's a language given to you to fellowship with God. It's a language with which you you have your 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 undisturbed, unlimited fellowship with God by offerings given to you by the Holy Spirit. So in your prayer time, you pray in tongues more 
that you pray in understanding. Are you say you say okay? Is there anything wrong for me to pray in understanding? No, there is nothing wrong in pray with understanding. We are just saying that it is better and it is more or uh, more profitable to pray in tongues because that is the language given of God to you as a child of God, as a daughter of God, as a son of God, to commune with God. He says, he that speaks in unknown tongues speaks not unto man but unto God. Albeit he speaks mystery. So for you to have an in that uh, communion with God, unlimited fellowship with God, you have to embrace speaking in tongues. So you pray in tongues, then in understanding. So you can pray in tongues as much as you can, then you can pray a little while in understanding. Just as Paul said in First Corinthians chapter 4, 14, verse 15. Let's quickly see First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. He says, what is it then? I will pray with the spirits and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. So he says, I will pray. So you can pray in the spirit and you can also sing in the spirit. He says, he says, what is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. Let's see from this scripture that the the major way to pray should be in the spirit, in tongues. And in understanding or in your natural language should be an addition. It says also when I've prayed in the spirit, I can add to pray in understanding also to it. But the major way that the scripture wants us to pray is to pray in the spirit says i will pray in the spirit and i will pray with the understanding also he says okay i haven't prayed in the spirit let me just add so praying in understanding should be what an addition so when you pray in tongues you pray you pray in tongues you pray for a long time in tongues then he says what well, you can now add understanding to it you can add praying your natural language to it as an addition but it's not the main thing. So praying in understanding should not be the main thing. The main thing should be what? Praying in tongues. And in your natural language should be what? Be an addition. I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. So praying in tongues comes first. Praying in the natural comes as an addition. So praying in natural is praying in understanding. It says, I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. So the same way we, sh we are to sing in the spirit, sing in tongues. Yes, we can, we can sing in tongues, then sing in understanding also. But in our recent times, we have turned it around. We've been, we pray a lot in understanding. Oh, let's pray to God and we begin to pray in our natural language, praying in English, in Yoruba. It's nothing bad about it, but I'm just saying that we should have been praying in tongues that should be the order pray in tongues then in understanding should be an addition to it not the way around not that we pray in understanding in our natural dialect pray 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 then we just add little tongues no it should be that we pray so much in tongues then we add little 
of understanding that's what paul said i will pray in the spirit and i will pray in the understanding also glory be to the name